This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. Well, folks, joining us right now, she is a Massachusetts communication consultant. She also happens to be one of my siblings. We want to say once again, welcome to the program, Donna Perry. Good afternoon, as I call her DJ. Great to be here, J.D. I want to um, start off with uh, uh, the Biden campaign has really seemingly started to take shape as far as kind of hitting the ground as being the front runner. And I'd like to know, what do you what is your thought on uh, the Biden campaign picking up the endorsement of let's just start off with like Camilla Harris? Yeah. And I was thinking that um, of, of what does that really mean for him? But I actually think that's significant for him, John. Um, so a couple of things on that. First of all, I, I think what is showing here is that unlike Bernie, like all his other opponents, you know, obviously have come over to Biden. I mean, we saw the parade of it with Klobuchar and Buttigieg uh, and then, you know, um, Beto Rock did it. But with her coming on, I think it's significant. I think not only are they flat out recognizing, viewing him as the front runner, I think what they believe should be the nominee. I also think her doing it specifically, um, African-American female was definitely the most high profile uh, person like that that we saw over through the, through the past year. And I think that her doing that is going to blunt any sort of shots, say, Bernie could take at him about if he's had some of a mixed record in votes on, let's say, civil rights over the years. As we've said before, John, this guy has a real long record. You know, he's been there like 40 years. So I think by her coming on board, that helps to blunt, you know, any, and her going to obviously speak on his behalf. I think she is in a category, but it'd be interesting to see, is she going to be possibly considered to be elevated to the ticket? I, I don't think that's out of the question at all. I don't think so either. And you know what else it starts to do is it certainly starts to, all right, he's not the most exciting individual. And I, he does kind of grow on you with some of the, the flubs and the gaffes and that type of thing. But it kind of gives them some excitement on the campaign trail. I mean, absolutely. Granted, you know, yeah. California is not right now. Hey, DJ, what about the fact Elizabeth Warren, Donna Perry, goes on Saturday Night Live? I mean, it, it's um, and all of a sudden now, you know, she's got a sense of humor. And now, she's yeah, happy. boy, you didn't see that on the trail. In no, way. I, know. I thought about that. I mean, I do think that, you know, she OK, she had a nice little uh, couple of minutes there. Um, and it did. I thought she, you know, threw out a couple of her little jab lines pretty well. Um, she even took a, a shot at the New York Times when they said, well, who will you endorse? She said, oh, gee, maybe, you know, I'll do both of them, which um, maybe she didn't like the way the New York Times actually did that to her. Um, I, I just think this is part of, though, this long narrative that we're seeing of, you know, was Elizabeth Warren, the primary woman was cheated that, you know, or she's it's sexist that she kind of could never have been considered in the top spot and. You know, my feeling on that is that's just nonsense. I mean, you have to earn it and and the people have to relate to you and you have to be relatable. So, um, yeah, she had a lot of fun with a friendly, you know, sort of environment there um, on the show. Um, I think it's, you know, it's flattering that they saw her at a stature like that, that they're going to make her the open, the cold open, really. So, but I mean, I think that she has if she's she's really at an age i don't know if she's ever going to make a run like this again but um i i just think she just didn't strike the chord of what you have to do to have that rapport with voters and ultimately that is who you have to convince you know not segments of the elite you know what's funny about the how she's not endorsing anyone just yet I mean, I, I don't know if she in any way still thinks there's a chance that that Joe Biden, you know, he's going to be if he's the nominee, that he names her on the ticket. There's definitely still bad blood between her and Sanders. And yeah. I wonder if part of it is, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, 
maybe an endorsement was offered and when there was nothing really, you know, we don't know. I love when, when a campaign is finally over and then you get the, the real, the behind the scenes of what was going right, on. But right. you just wonder if maybe the Biden people said, that's nice, but we're not offering anything. You're not going to be in the administration. You're not going to be anything like that. It's just, it's just not happening. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see her and Biden having a much of a rapport although she's been a little more statesmanlike in more recent days and saying, well, I respect him and all that. I I don't think, I mean, she mostly, her tone during the campaign was more of a case of like, oh, he's the past and, you know, we need this very progressive future. And that's what she was, you know, offering. So, uh, and I don't think, I mean, he's in the driver's seat now. So I, I don't know that he would need her and I'm not sure, to me, I think she is not necessary. I think that would be a complicated pick. Um, I, I just do. I don't know that she is would be a natural asset for him. And I almost see more like a Kamala Harris as maybe where they would go with that. I've also said like an Amy Klobuchar. Um, because some of this does come down to you know, not to be that calculating, but they have to calculate regions of the country and who can deliver what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that Elizabeth Warren, um, it, it, who is she going to deliver unless they think that would be some blunt, some of the Bernie side. David Bernstein of WGBH, he had a good piece on, on missteps by the Warren campaign. And again, they, they wait until they're totally done with it. And I thought, you know, he, he illustrates from the whole DNA test that came out like a yep, slick TV yep. commercial to the fact that first she was known as the fighter. And she gave the speech several years ago during Occupy Wall Street as the fighter. And then as the campaign was going along, suddenly she, the, the theme of the campaign became she has a plan for that. So then she became the policy wonk and they kind of lost their way. Another thing that also uh, stood out was they went, the Warren campaign went big on ground game. And at one point, she had more workers in Iowa alone than Camilla Harris had on her entire campaign. So I think that also illustrates that you can be this smart, savvy person, but, you know, it's a whole different game when you're talking about a national campaign. Because then they they were down to $2 million in February. Right. And, and we've said this before. I, I also think it was unique to have like two almost very similar candidates like her and Bernie, both from, you know, attracting fair amounts of kind of the college crowd, obviously, um, although Bernie attracts really working class voters, but he, he doesn't have that broader thing. But I think that was part of Warren's issue, J.D., that in the beginning, she almost sort of struggled to think, well, how am I contrasting with Bernie? And yet it always seemed, and it certainly was apparent uh, to me with the debates, she was always so careful and she would go up to that line and not cross it because she seemed afraid to lose pieces of his you know, base that maybe was still weighing the two of them out. And I, so I, I think it handicapped her a lot to just feel like very being, you know what I mean? Like she was in the lane kind of with him trying to then differentiate. And I thought she, when she was really trying to differentiate as the fall came on, I think that's where she stumbled. Um, and then he really did rock it and take off at that point. Cause he just is his lane, you know? This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Folks, MEGA, call them, 508-336-2110, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. It's MEGA. We're speaking with Massachusetts Communication Consultant Donna Perry. Um, DJ, also touch on, where, where do you think Bernie is right now? He seems very vulnerable. He was cruising along. He came thundering out of Iowa. He came thundering out of Ohio. He came thundering out of Nevada. But suddenly, boy, when everyone has lined up with Mayor Pete and Klobuchar, as they've all dropped out now, and now it's just him and Biden, he, uh, he really seems hard and struggling to, like, to try to get that momentum back and getting the campaign back. 
Yeah. And that's really, he's, it's almost coming across that way. Like they were almost taken aback at how dramatically and in dramatic fashion and in rapid fire time that the, he was like dethroned, John, like he's like essentially dethroned um, in very short amount of time. When you think of him the night of the New Hampshire primary with the huge crowd and Biden had like fled the state in that earlier flight and all that, you know, and, and then that rapid turnaround and him just getting just uh, really pelted down on, on super Tuesday. So I, I think in recent sound bites and interviews I've seen in recent days, you know what? He's he's kind of lost that zing and he's like sort of keeping going over his r- repetitive, you know, messages, which I, I'm noticing that um, a defensive a bit with the national, you know, media, the CNN types, whatever. And And I'll tell you, he is really, really under the gun now, though, because now it's Michigan. You, you can't overstate how critical uh, the outcome of Michigan uh, is going to be because not only is that over 100, I think it's 106 delegates, but Michigan is like the bellwether of how will he do with the industrial Midwest. And if they are all closing ranks with Biden, now some would say um, Bernie is trying to break open. I'm noticing he's messaging a lot more in big public interviews at the rallies. He's going back to what he used in 16. He's talking about the trade deals, you know, that Biden, by the way, voted for, you know, they screwed you on your job. You do have corners of Michigan where that resonates, you know, um, and actually that was a little bit of the Trump playbook, certainly. And then Trump pulled the upset of winning Michigan. Um, so Bernie's going back to that a bit, but I just don't know. I think when you look at the demographic and, and Biden is a different opponent, let's say, than when Hillary and Bernie were still fighting it out over a place like Michigan. You, the black vote was not as strong for Hillary as Biden seems to just keep locking it up. And that's a very, very major, you know, African-American city, uh, urban area of Detroit. And, you know, by a lot of early polling, I think if Bernie really looks, if he's kind of trounced in Michigan, John, that's very big trouble for him. That's the big contest starting off the industrial Midwest. And in coming weeks, then you have the big prizes of Ohio and Wisconsin. So I I just think that could be a turning point. You know, we might see this week with him. You know what else is, I think, also really hurting the Sanders campaign is the coronavirus, because it's tough to talk about revolution, all this stuff, when people are looking for safety, people are looking for competence. I also noticed I wasn't a fan when the Providence Journal announced they were going to have these, quote, everyday Rhode Islanders and get them to weigh in or whatever they're calling the segment. But I did notice as I look through almost it's really incredible the number of I was with Mayor Pete since he's out. I'm with Biden. I was with Amy Klobuchar since she's out. I'm with Biden. No one's going to Bernie. Right. It's almost as if if, if you're with Bernie, you're with Bernie. And and there's no question he has his loyal crew and they're with him last time. But I don't see anyone saying I was with some of these other people, but now I think I'm going to go with him. I think the wild card here is where the Warren people end up, because I don't even know. If the Warren people are with Bernie, I think the the coronavirus and just he he is so dramatic with. The, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about a political revolution, that is not I think I have a plan to help the economy that I I think right now people are concerned about. Is it safe to travel? Is it safe to Absolutely. send my children to school? Can I go to the grocery store? They're not thinking of we have to rally and like we're going to a revolution in the country. The country does not seem to be in a mood for a revolution. No, and you're right. Like, I think this has the makings and it certainly has some danger signs, obviously, for Trump. Um, But the coronavirus is turning into that kind of an issue that just like is sort of it's like a King Kong. It's like eating up all the other attention. And if you notice you know, the media, it's obviously they have to do it when we have states declaring, I think nine states, 10 states have declared a state of emergency. Um, and if we're going to get to that point, as you say, where it just impacts every corner of people's lives. And if the regular way of doing 
you know, business and travel and education from the colleges to K to 12, then they're not listening to someone saying, oh, you know, the revolution, we're going to rebuild the country. I also have seen some stuff um, on people's pages and tweets, JD, that I think this is interesting. I think when they're looking at the uneven handling of this, not so much Trump, but, you know, CDC, I mean, everybody got really sort of, you know, it's not their fault. I mean, this thing came on like a like a train barreling through. Um, I think there's a sense of do would you, Mr. and Mrs. America, you want to trust all of your health care decisions really with the federal government. Right. And it, so it begins to question Medicare for all, because what we're seeing is the states themselves are saying, hey, look, we can produce the vaccine. We can't wait for your long regulatory processes. I think that's hurting Bernie, too, Yeah, because I think it just punches a hole in the Medicare for all thought idea. Folks, uh, it's the John DePietro show. We're speaking with uh, one of my siblings, happens to be Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry. This portion of the program is brought to my MEGA, MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Listen, you're busy trying to run your business. Call MEGA professionals. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend workers, Uh, local sleep-at-home type drivers, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, healthcare office professionals. Call MEGA professionals at 508-336-7801. Let's stay on that for a moment because it really does. This type of situation with the coronavirus where it's going worldwide and – I mean, Italy right now, this, this you know, 25% are in lockdown and, and yeah. just it's, it's incredible. People need to watch the movie uh, Contagion with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know if you've seen it, Dee, but um, and, well, uh, Matt a little Damon. scary to see it now. No, it's excellent. It really shows <laughs> okay. just how fast it moves, how the CDC, they try to get to the ground zero and what, you know, can be um, involved with it. But, you know, when you're talking about it, it, it just the idea of like high level discussions as far as insurance companies and da 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 and all that. None of that matters if people are saying, I can't even find Purell. I can't even get on <laughs> right. an airplane. Right. I don't want to go out to Twin Oaks. I mean, this is it breaks it down to real basics of people are frightened. People don't know where it's going to go. And let's talk about the Trump response. I agree with you. I said it right for the beginning. Yeah. I think. The downplaying, they were thinking short term. They were thinking the markets. Um, They have been inconsistent with it. This, you know, if you're a politician and you you can play, and I hate to use that word, but you can can play a very crisis situation where it it turns you into, we saw with the way Giuliani handled 9-11, the way that President uh, Bush handled 9-11, the way Governor Kachiri handled the station nightclub fire, the way that... You know, uh, in Massachusetts with the uh, with the marathon bombing, there there are ways for everyone to rally together. But the denial and I I also think the president's making a mistake by saying the rallies are going to continue because. Yeah. See, that's it going to look then when suddenly you don't have big crowds at the rallies. Well, that's why I mean, all of this holds a lot of peril for him. And like you say, the first thing is we we don't want to make anything political on both sides. I mean, this is. Uh, it is a public health emergency. I don't think anybody can dispute that uh, without getting, you know, hysterical. But, J.D., it is a public health emergency. We're a country of 300 million. We live with great freedoms. We're not China, where they literally locked down cities. But as right. you say, in Western Europe, Italy is like out of their minds with this thing. I don't blame them. That's very difficult. But they're going to cut off what the like 16 million people in that whole northern Lombardy region. So these are very dramatic things. I think, unfortunately, we are not talking weeks. We're talking months that it could feel, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. But, I, you know, J.D., when you're looking at this, to me, this thing is getting it. They're amp- the numbers are amplifying bigger yes. every week or so, which in is very frightening. the fatalities are as well. Yeah. And these obviously, you know, it took them a while. There's um, they had to get, you know, you have these cruise ships, which at this uh. point, any person, you know, they're they're They really are sitting now on the cruise lines and said, listen, you're going to have to eat it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But Petri people dishes. book. You yes. just have to you have to refund them because that's what happens to people. That's you have right. to say it's canceled three thousand bucks. 
we're Norwegian, whoever, and we'll refund you. Because like that's turning into uh, the origin of, I think, of how it really started hitting California and they were off the coast and all that stuff. But I just think, to your point, there's a lot of uh, danger signs for him. Like his management of this, regardless of how people feel, like you say, all things in politics, ultimately, for the average American, it's about my little family in my household, yep. my school district. That's right. Now they're telling me my kid's going to be home two weeks straight. I don't have childcare. I don't know how to do that. We can't, you know, John, it's that your whole life big feels like it's unraveling. That's right. And people will, and you're right. He can't be out campaigning. And by the way, if he's joking at rallies about Hunter Biden, oh. how, then how does the heck does that look? It's yes. ridiculous. He'll, he'll really lose percentages of people doing that. So I just think it's an outside force. It can happen to a president and you have to, you know, really take these, you know, you really got to take the more noble route and say, um, we have to attack this. We got to get on this. And, and that should be the first thing he's doing every morning. And the last thing at the end of the day, I mean, they can't play any of the same old playbook in my opinion, because that's not going to work. Um, I, I think a couple things. Now, number one, having Pence lead it, uh, even Governor Raimondo praised him and said he was very responsive. She talked to him twice. At least he has more of a, um, you know, sympathetic way about him with empathy. Yes. The the president and I'll even call it his allies. And there are people I mean, they mocked Laura Ingram on Saturday Night Live for like yeah, making fun yeah, of it. Right. And even I'll even say and these are people I normally don't disagree with, but the president, but especially and someone I greatly admire, but Rush Limbaugh, I heard him the yeah. other day, and he's tone deaf on it. Rush was yeah. saying, you know, I think of it as more people die in car accidents, and I'm just going to live my oh, life. Well, wow. yeah, where that's really insensitive is yeah. for years, every year I would go to Hasbro and help them raise money. And you're dealing with parents, and they're dealing with children that have compromised immune systems, and parents that even if the child gets, you know, they do get passed and thank God more children are living with cancer and leukemia. But yeah. anytime they have a cold or a headache or a fever, the family goes on alert and they immediately start thinking the worst. Yeah. What, what, what is so tone deaf about that, Donna Perry, is as I was listening to Rush, who most of the time I like and agree with, what about someone who has, let's face it, it's the elderly that start to die yeah. from this. Right? right? It's a nursing home. It's churches. It is, you know, places where suddenly now they, they can't be around young children. It just seemed very insensitive to you have a lot of people where their children, they either have compromised immune systems. Now, thank God children apparently are not being affected by this. But to just right. say that whole thing of more people die in car accidents oh my is God. very insensitive. This is not yeah. the latest hoax. Um, they need to, and I'm sure it's really tough to have this type of economy and you think you're cruising along, but there's a good article that I did tweet out um, just the other day that second time around, it's almost like an, uh, like an act. Like you, you need to freshen up the act. I right? saw the rallies you, yes. can't just be here are the villains and lock <laughs> her up and blah, blah, blah. No, it's going to get tired. And, yeah. and maybe I'm sure they feel like everything we've been through and now, but guess what? That's, that's what you got to deal with. And, right. And yeah. Ahead. And I was going to say, but the, the problem with him is I don't see a lot of uh, ability to pivot. I, you know, there's a lot of reliance on the old playbook, yes. as you're saying. And I, I don't know that he's real good to pivot in this unexpected, unprecedented situation. They, um, the New York Times has, has a good piece out uh, this weekend, et cetera, and saying how um, like they were retracing the origins of, uh, and to be fair to the president, I mean, that's why you have top aides, you have right. people in charge of departments. Now, he should not every second, he's not supposed to be the guy, you know, in normal times, just talking to the CDC, he's got Homeland Security, he's got all these people. So apparently, um, the way they laid out a chronology, they worked hard to get the info, and it was sort of inferred that for different reasons, maybe thinking he wouldn't receive it well, they said it was kind of decided internally as of January 3, there was a very tricky call with Azar and the other yes, guy. I saw yeah. that. 
and they were they knew and they said you know what we got like a we got a situation on our hands yep. they waited and for some reason it was sort of not spelled out to the severity i know trump was aware but until he landed back from india that's right now that really was like into february it was yeah. So, you know, this thing has been festering and um, and then apparently they said it was a tricky phone call and he was like shouting and you know, saying, like, you know, and, and so that's what can occur. But then you got to pivot and you have to have a plan. And to your point, some of the top aides who usually you, you know, you back J.D. like Kelly and Conway, I think they they were saying quarantines of some cities could occur. And she was saying that's unprecedented. Like, we can't do that. Or that's something. right. And they're saying, Kelly, I think you're not like really getting the gravity no. of where, where we are with this thing. Yeah. And one of the problems with it, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro speaking with uh, Donna Perry. This portion of the program brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. In some ways, and now let's talk about it, the planets are kind of aligning for former Vice President Joe Biden because on two factions, the way I look at it, number one, if you have both now, obviously, I am a Trump supporter and, and I think a lot of things he's doing and, and I, I don't support a lot of things Pre Vice President Biden wants to do. However, um, when you look at two different people, Biden is definitely more, you know, has more empathy. He's been through a lot. He's talked about the loss of his son. He talked about the early tragedy with his first wife and the children. Yeah. On top of that. He just has it more. He has more of that emotional connection. And this race could become very simplified for him. This isn't going to be elaborate. It's not going to be extensive on foreign policy. This could just become, I care more, I have experience, and I'm not that guy. And it very. could just become that. J.D., excellent, excellent observation. And you know, you're right. And through the course of the 20th century, you're right, like just... It's almost an empathy test. I mean, that could be what it comes down to. I mean, when you think back during World War II and you know what I mean? And the, and the see, a president can be that person, even though, yes, it's a different day and age. But there is that issue of the empathy and to say this is hard for everybody. And we know that, you know, now there's not uh, it can be as simple as saying from sporting events. And that's really, you know, disappointing to young people and no one can be at your tournament. And, and the, all the kids who went abroad and you got brought back, like all these things that I'm not saying Trump has to talk about that. But you have to look like you get it right. and you understand. And then also to say kids have to be out of school. And, you know, we don't know how far we're going with this thing. And I think Biden does just, he just does sort of uh, project that certainly in a stronger way. And it could, it can happen in politics. You know, it can be that the, the right guy with those, the right sort of personality for the right moment. Like, is he the guy for this moment? And we'll just have to see how these months play out. But Trump seems kind of lost in the moment a little bit in some of the public displays. He does. I don't think they've gotten it. I'm also surprised because years, I mean, years ago, I first met now President Trump, but then just Donald Trump 10 years ago during, I went to a taping of The Celebrity Apprentice. And even then he was known as a huge germaphobe and wouldn't shake right. hands. And yeah. the sanitizer, they're missing the boat by trying to just go business as usual because, yep. you know, and, and I know some people may not like it, but that that moment when, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete endorsed Biden. Biden said, you know, he he reminds me of my son, Bo. Yep. It was a nice moment that you, you can't say something like that unless you did lose an adult child. He has that. And you know what else Donna Perry kind of plays? I think the Biden people, they want to finish off Bernie in, in Michigan and then kind of get him off the trail. I mean, let him yes. rest up. Don't have to put him out there. The campaigning is now going to be affected because of the virus where you can't have the big crowds. Right. So there's less chances for gaffes for Biden. Well, they place to Biden's to advantage. Kind of goes, it does play to his advantage. Yeah. He kind of goes underground a little bit. Right. And I, I do think, you know, he can, he seems more comfortable in certain kind of orchestrated, maybe smaller settings, but as you now he's really the rocket. So they're going to want the bigger things, but you're right. Like, and even Bernie, like, I don't know, can you have stadium rallies with this? And that hurts Bernie. But Bernie's, 
you know, running into trouble on the calendar uh, and the map. Um, and, and he really is, as I say, over these next couple of weeks, because when you're talking about if he can't crack Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, right. in, in the, that becomes the ball game, you know. Um, but for Trump versus Biden on something like this, J.D., like you say, I also think when you're dealing with this kind of a huge public emergency the advantage to be Biden is that, well, he's not the president right now. It's you, Trump, and you're the guy, and, and you have to do the emergency. Right, yeah. <laughs> the other guy gets to just, like, talk about how that's you're right. handling it. Yes. So that's kind of the setup we have. Let, um, let's yeah. touch on the local element, and I, I want to hear your thought, but I think, when, and, and it's listen, you can't not compare, but I would say so far, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, I think he's handled this exceptionally well. Um, and anyone that follows it, Governor Mundo actually seems to be one day behind him. Everything Mass is announcing, Rhode Island seems to announce the next day. There's no other way to look at this. Um, and I know it's tough and people like, let's not point fingers, but the Rhode Island Department of Health basically dropped the ball with St. Ray deals because according to the Yep, the principal no of St. Ray's, they contacted them. They were told that you weren't from one of the countries where they had been. So therefore, there was no reason to test that man who tested positive. Italy, obviously, now is the worst country outside of China. They didn't tell them to quarantine anyone. Baker, to me, is is stepping up. People have confidence in Massachusetts. Governor Charlie Baker, he's got a team. He puts the doctors out in front. Uh, they're identifying that Biogen right now is a problem. Ramundo yes. still seems to be the everybody take a deep breath, don't panic, but you're really not giving helpful information to people. No. And, and for a state like Rhode Island, like we know, I mean, densely populated, small, everyone knows each other, everybody's half related. I mean, you, you could have a huge public health emergency erupting very quickly. I mean, it is already taken hold. And, and as opposed to having their egos, J.D., just look up the highway. Massachusetts has actually the mass general epidemiologist. I have seen him speaking on virtually every national media in the past two weeks. Yep. He's like one of the tops in the country. He's right there. You're the governor. Romando, call Baker and say, could one of your guys spend four hours down to my office? Yep. We, we don't have control of this thing. You know what I mean? They're right there. And it's like, just put your egos down. And work with Mass. Mass has, I think, announced very recently that they they got the waiver from the feds, from CDC. They are trying to have, like, the test kits where results could be known in 24 hours. Wow. That's super key. But the states on their own need to go, like, get that straightened out. It's a regulatory issue. And you also have to have the expertise with the, the lab that you're, you know, contracting with. That's another thing in Rhode Island. I don't know how they're handling this. The other thing Mass just announced or they're going to do is they are asking that all insurances, like all costs associated, if you need to get the test kit, no, they're going to have insurance waive any cost for any Massachusetts resident. They're gonna, he's going to make that like an edict. <laughs> he's oh. going to do that like this week. Those are the things that a real leader does in this situation right you got to move quickly um and they are you know now weighing out unfortunately like we say this could be the wrong spring for any big event obviously the marathon is right around the corner on the calendar yep. they're concerned not so much it's an outdoor event but you know you're talking a lot of people congregating on top of each well, other and, and people coming in from all over and the world, and they fly which in is from the, everywhere. the biggest problem yeah. so then you know that's real tricky so but you're right. They handling well, one, it well. One thing to so. circle back about St. Race is it is it is their job. The governor, she was distracted by by the Bloomberg campaign. They, they were not getting guidance what to do, and as a result of that, now you know St. Race they're not competing for any state championships. Yeah. They've really been ground zero. They're out of school for another week. Um, it, again, I'm taking them. It's it, it. If the principal had said the Saturday, last Saturday, that he contacted. Rhode Island Department of Health, they said no one needed to be tested and there was no reason to quarantine anyone. And the next day they announced the assistant principal tested positive and they didn't have school for the week. Right. So if that is the case, 
the Rhode Island Department of Health seem to be kind of caught off guard by just how fast. And I, I get that the whole thing is moving very quickly. Right. Folks, um, this portion of the program is brought to you by JKL Engineering. Remember, call JKL today. Heating and cooling, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Donna Perry, um, before I let you go, there is a good piece I watched on Hulu. I did watch the four-part uh, it, it's uh, previewed at Sundance. It's the documentary on Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it is very well done. Very, very well done. Um, some so much stuff behind the scenes. A lot of sixteen. Um, obviously, goes back. He's very much in it during the whole Lewinsky thing. But they go back to ninety two. But something that really comes out that you look at now is the Clinton people at sixteen running against Bernie and saying. Here he came along and they were saying, this guy, there's Robbie Mooks and Mandy Grunwald. Right, He's deal. been the, saying the same thing for 20 years. But all of a sudden, for some reason in 2016, people started listening to him and it started taking off. But it's, it's um, Peter Baker, the New York Times is excellent. Carvel is excellent. It's, um, it's, it's really worth watching. It's on Hulu. You can watch it. It's four well, episodes I'm, I'm all loaded. I'm going to pull it down. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, it did uh, very well at Sundance. I still, I still, you know, there's still people floating out there that she still, I, I just don't see it. I think she had her window. Oh, and gosh. And what they try to highlight is she was, you know, the whole thing of going from first lady, first time from the first lady to the center of New York to the first woman to win uh, the Democrat primary as far as just a, you know she won uh, whatever she won new hampshire and so forth yeah two and 16 but none of it mattered because for just different reasons um it's not a matter of and they try to do gender and she figured out she spent 25 days having hair and makeup put on which she added a ball <laughs> right. even though she just sits in the chair and there's someone putting on her makeup and blowing out her hair and everything else but um it's just there's just something if, if Biden would not name her VP, and they floated that out with Bloomberg, but there's just something about her that's just too divisive. Yeah, it's it's over. Like, you have to know when you had your moment. <laughs> but they are pushing that documentary out. I, I you know, I just think uh, I don't see her at this point. Although with the Clintons, of course, they may always see themselves as yeah. you know, they come back from the dead. Uh, to me, that would be like super duper mistake. I th I think whoever he's going to put on, really though, I will say this: I think they have to project the future and right. not look like okay, let's have a rehash of the '90s. I mean, he's already a long seasoned veteran of Washington, so I, I just think that is going to be critical for him. Folks, she is Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry, and before I let you go, any. Massachusetts update or are we going to save that for next time? We can save for next time. I was going to say, right. you know, just, yeah, catch up. Yep. Well, the one, one last thing is um, Warren finishing third in the state. That's very significant, very significant for next time around. Absolutely. Cause yeah. she's vulnerable in that seat. I absolutely believe that. All right. All right, Donna Perry, we'll talk Great to, to you be again. with you. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340, 272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, it's your vehicle, it's Kaylee. They will get you back on the road. Remember, now listen, hopefully you're not going to be in an auto accident, but if you are, simply pick up the phone and call West Fountain, 401 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, the original, the best. Think of that. Since 1927, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. And what I love about them and why I brought friends there, I brought family there, I bring you there. Maybe actually if you're ever in an accident, just let me know. I'll, I'll bring you over there. But Patricia, you want her on your side working for you not the insurance company, West Fountain Auto Body. Call them first, 272-3340, 272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. They restore your vehicle, showroom-like condition. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. When we're talking about 
the coronavirus. I let let's just I can't stress enough. Let's remember how this whole thing started. Now I'm sure the people I hope so, the people at St. Ray's, um, I, I don't know. I I I don't blame them. They they went on this great trip. They came back. The assistant principal uh, didn't feel well. Thank God he didn't go to school. But just remember, and this is not, I don't think this is reported enough in the media. They came back, and according to the principal of St. Rayfield's Academy in Pawtucket, now according to him, they immediately contacted the Rhode Island Department of Health. They told them uh, that they had some people that were on a trip, that the assistant principal didn't feel well, uh, what his symptoms were, blah, blah, blah. And, and basically, from what we understand, according now, this was an email sent by the principal of St. Rayfield's Academy to the students and the parents and the St. Ray's, the Saints community, as they call it. But uh, essentially, uh, according to them, the Rhode Island Department of Health said that there was no reason to test him and there was no reason to even quarantine anyone. And we, as we've all found out, that's that's completely erroneous. If you take... What really kicked things into gear in Rhode Island with the the coronavirus? Seeing parts of Massachusetts certainly right over the line, but it, it really comes down to St. Ray's. And and look at look at the fallout now, right? The schools are canceling. They're not playing. These kids have worked their entire high school careers to try to then be in a position, especially for the seniors, and they get a chance to really finally play at the end and go for a championship. And and they're having to withdraw. But I, I just I wouldn't put it on them. And I don't think that Governor Raimondo and the Department of Health, I don't believe that they have fully accounted for what happened. And and, and why did they tell them that? You know, they, they won't talk about it. Um, they're not, even if they're asked about it, they'll, they'll kind of deny it. But here's what we know about, and I told you this, the assistant principal at St. Raphael's Academy, by all accounts. So they get back from the trip. He feels like hell. He doesn't go to school. Everybody else goes to school. People are asking them and they keep saying, oh, no, he's fine. He maybe he just has the flu or something like that or just a little rundown, whatever it may be. You know, I don't know exactly what they were saying. But from what we understand, he then was so sick. He got in the car, goes to Rhode Island Hospital, and they won't admit him. They wouldn't take him in. And now, granted, the people there then come in contact with him. But he then ended up at, at Miriam Hospital where I, I don't know. And I'm not going to get into, but he it was reported. I'll just go with what's been officially reported. It was reported that he is in or was in stable condition. But I go back to where the hospitals prepped on what to do. Did Rhode Island Hospital, they told him just go home. But what? why didn't they, you know, were they able to test? So he leaves there. He didn't go home. He was deadly ill. He went to Miriam Hospital. They admitted him. But why did Rhode Island Hospital, no one has answered that question. No one has answered, why do Rhode Island Hospital tell that man to go home? And instead, he ended up in another hospital. What did the Department of Health tell them? Why Why did they tell, why did the Rhode Island Department of Health, why, and Governor, this is false under Governor Rondo, why did they tell St. Rayfield's Academy that you don't have to, don't worry, don't have to quarantine anybody, and you don't have to test him? Now, as much as people can say, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. it goes beyond that. We're not, we're not talking about hindsight. This is their job. They are prepped to deal with this. There were other instances where people were more took more precautions than they did. Now, in hindsight, everyone that came back, as soon as they got back from the trip, everybody, 38 people, should have been quarantined, including especially that assistant principal, uh, the man who, again, he's... He's patient zero. He's the first patient in Rhode Island that has come down with it. But the Department of Health, not only did they not do that with St. Ray's the day they returned, you know, when they got back, they they didn't even do it during that week. And then it has led to all that. If you remove that, now granted, you do have an instance where someone, and they believe they traveled to New York, I believe, and somehow got it that way. But if you take the situation with St. Ray's, you take that out of the mix and the, the state, basically, the schools are still functioning fine, and all that athletics are going on. I come back to, you know, keep in mind what was going on at that time. And that was, 
And you can't un- un- uh, you can't underestimate this enough. And again, uh, 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 you're listening to the John DePietro show. Hello, everybody. It's John DePietro weekdays. We start at eleven. We go till two on AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online. Visit the website depetro.com. Shoot me an email, John at depetro.com. And then remember now, follow me on both Facebook and Twitter at John DePetro Show. It, it can't be. Um, I think she's gotten a little bit of a free pass. Keep in mind what was going on at that time. Governor Raimondo, no matter what they say, right? We know the truth. She was completely focused on the Bloomberg campaign. That was the focus. This was not it. And then they had a press conference. Uh, uh, the the St. Rayfield's Academy situation was announced on a Sunday. The Rhode Island Department of Health, they knew that on that Thursday. They had a press conference, and they never mentioned anything about it. But they, they didn't want to just have a press conference on the Sunday where they were announcing that someone was positive. They wanted to get one under their belt so they could say, okay, as you know, we've been telling you about this. Now, also, something else that I think needs to be addressed and that is on the, the Saturday before. So it was on a Sunday where St. Raphael's Academy, it was announced there'll be no school the next week. And then at that press conference with Governor Raimondo and the Rhode Island Department of Health, they announced that someone, in fact, had tested positive and the person was in the hospital in stable condition. But it was it's also, and I've told you about this, and this is, I put it out on social media. We will get it up on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. But keep in mind, that Saturday, the principal at St. Ray's, he sent out an email to the community and saying, don't believe the media because it was those East Bay newspapers. And they were saying, they made them take it down. They were talking about all the rumors around St. Ray's. And it had to do with the trip. And it had to do with the fact that when they got back, the assistant principal didn't go into school and rumors you know, were flying. And I've told you from what I was told, is when they were on the trip in Italy, their tour guide, he was sick. We later found out that tour guide, he tested positive, uh, he or she for the the uh, coronavirus. And the from what we understand, the man from St. Ray's that has tested positive, he picked up the microphone because the tour guide was sick. And that why probably why immediately touching, handling it. Um, and then that's how he came in contact with. Because keep in mind, most of the people on the trip did not test positive. And there is something about younger people, it's not hitting them as strongly. But the other thing that that caught my attention was this email. Now, the principal at St. Ray's, and I don't know this person at all, and, and I recognize they're they're in a tough situation. But he sent out, he's doing like a daily blog, the principal of St. Rayfield's Academy. And it says that, you know, dear saints, blah, 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 you know, here up here on the flight deck, that type of thing. And he sent out an email that he and his wife went to a restaurant and he was wearing a St. Rayfield's Academy jacket and people in the restaurant were looking at them and kind of giving him dirty looks. And he said, you know, that reminds me of Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high and blah, blah, blah. And St. Pride. No, that, that is foolishness. Of course, people are going to look at what, first of all, this is not a matter of pride. Uh, those people in the restaurant that were maybe somewhat concerned or looking in a certain way, that would certainly get your attention. And I don't think that's not a matter of, you know, they go low, we go high. That that is that is real concern because of the situation was mishandled by St. Ray's and the Rhode Island Department of Health. So this rah-rah speech of like, well, I'm going to wear my jacket out. And with people, of course, people, you're ground zero for the coronavirus. Look at the fallout on this. Um, This is this is not a matter of you know, St. Ray's pride, like save the pep talk, you know, too bad. You you don't have a team you can even give the pep talk to because none of them can play. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Remember for the heating season, the cooling season, let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. And if you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering Design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 
They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 53 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a sister replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. Now, remember, they're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. License in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. This is for heating and cooling. If your heating system has not been working properly, call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. Now, remember, Central Air is a game changer. Central Air in your home, it's attainable. It's affordable. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Upgrade your home. Upgrade your life. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Highest rebates in the market. And in the wintertime, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Call JKL Engineering today. 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600 for JKL Engineering. You can depend on JKL Engineering. Like I said, for over 53 years, the original, the best. And it's so easy in the wintertime. You're going to have a heating system that's going to work efficiently, that's going to reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. And on top of that, in the summertime, you could also be nice and cool. I think the most important thing why I want you to call JKL. Remember those uh, letters, JKL, at 401-351-7600 is because they're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Estimates are free and financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Well, folks, it's John DePietro. Remember, weekdays now, we start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380. It's 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at depetro.com. Make sure you visit the website, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And remember, if you ever miss a Facebook Live, just find my Facebook Live page. It's John DePetro Show. Now, if you ever miss an hour of the program, go to the website, depetro.com, and then you'll see on the upper left-hand side, it says, listen live. But uh, in the middle of the dashboard, they call it, right next to, it says radio show. You click on that, and that's every hour. So if you ever miss any portion of the show, you can always go there. You can also contact me there. Or if you're listening right now for this month, we have one or two slots open. Uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor on the program, advertise on the program, and re- meet and reach, as I like to say, like-minded people like yourself, just go to the website, depetro.com. It says advertise on the show, and boom, the next thing you know, I might be doing uh, your commercial. But it all first starts by going to depetro.com. This is the John DePetro Show.